The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Record. Do you ever watch that hit record? Speaking of. Hit record. That sounds familiar. It's, um, oh my goodness, what's his name? Hit record. The guy from Third Rock from the Sun. I can't think what oh, his name is. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say John. Um, <laughs> who was I going to say? It's, it was a kind of, it's a cool concept that they just do all these projects which were kind of like crowdsourced, but not in terms of money, more in terms of content. Ah, oh, founded and led by actor Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, sorry. I've lost my part now. Huh. So it was like an app and oh, they'd call community. for things. Yeah, they'd call for content. So it'd just be like, you know, like write a poem about your dog or <laughs> like anything. And then they'd put it together into a project. And it was, you know, some of them were like songs. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be like, sing this part from a song. And oh, yeah, cool. it was just, it was an interesting little thing. There was an app, I think, for it. Well, it still looks like it's going strong because I'm, I'm sure on it, it is. now, and there's like threads from like yesterday. So, yeah. Um, yeah, nice. It's just a really cool concept because I think that he did. Did he do a TV show, a limited series TV show based on it? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I it was, can't remember where that where that was. You could see that either. I can't remember. It might have been just online, like it might have been on YouTube or something mm. like that rather than being um, through a streaming service. I'd, I'd have to check it. But that was actually quite an interesting little um, – an interesting show. Doesn't Macaulay um, Culkin do similar things or is, does he just do a podcast? He does a podcast. Um, he might do something like that. Um, hit record. I feel like he's got the life. Like he's yeah. rich, and just does like podcasts for his entire life. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, like, wouldn't you? He's probably had like, some real tough times, though, being a famous child actor. Yeah, as well. That's so, probably why he stepped out of it. Hit record. It doesn't have it through any of the traditional viewing means, so I don't know where it is. But there's two seasons of it. Cool. Yeah. Hit record. There you go. Actually, speaking of Macaulay Culkin, he was on American Horror Story for few episodes oh. so, um, and he did a really good role so i shouldn't be so judgmental <laughs> are you jealous because he's got lots of money i think so i think <laughs> i'm jealous of straight up has lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh look yeah oh dear but like you know it must be weird though because like we all work so that we can have like you know do things that we want yeah. to do and to have stuff that we might want to have or need to have so if you remove that need for money, you pretty much do get to just do things to entertain yourself. Mm. It's pretty incredible. It is. It's very bizarre. It's good fun. Money is a very weird thing. <laughs> money is the root of all evil, they say. Where's that religion? I think it's both. I think religion is definitely uh, got a part to play in it. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, 
the, speaking of things that take your money, no, streaming yeah. services. Oh God, they, <laughs> they do. They, although, admittedly, there was a, a you know one streaming service I, I used to pay for, and now it's going to be a lot cheaper um, because the uh, we mentioned this on uh, unscripted like either a few weeks back or mm. this week or depending whenever this episode drops mm. uh, that WWE Network is now going to be on binge <laughs> here in Australia which means that like instead of paying 15 bucks a month for WWE Network it's all going to be rolled into the, the binge oh, package oh nice mm. yeah. that's a Big perk for Bin. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. there's lots of people that watch it. So is the WWE Network going to disappear just in Australia? Well, it's already disappeared in America ah. uh, because they went... Uh, in They've the, got to deal with one of the networks P- over there. Peacock, I think. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's CBS, right? I think so. Think yeah. So. Um, and so yeah, so they they did that over there, mm. and so that means that they're not having to deal with all the uh, the infrastructure, everything like that. They're pretty much just, makes so much sense. Yeah, they're just going here is our content. Uh, you know, pay Give us, us the money, money, and <laughs> then you, you you can make the the bucks off the people coming to your streaming service. So pretty now, sweet deal. Yeah. Mm. So now we've got already got binge for a year somehow because I think we got it to watch how I trained your dragons. <laughs> how I trained your dragons. <laughs> Raya and the first dragon. Yeah. No, it's House of Dragons. Is that what we got? Yeah. Oh, I was like, okay, yeah. sure, great. And we're looking to get it and there was a deal where we could get it for um, 12 months for, um, it was $6 a month or something. Mm. No, that that can't be right. Mm. But it was a lo- it was significantly mm. cheaper than what we'd paid for it previously. Yeah. I was like, well, we have to get it probably for, what was it, three months in order to... Yeah. It just worked out. End up watching. Mm. And so, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. I find that binge, I often will be looking for something, for example, that I've heard about and Mm. binge is often the place that has it. And Mm. they sometimes have your off kind of, kind of more, kind of, what do you call it? Like quirky? Quirky things. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've always been able to go back and watch American Horror Story via binge, which has been fun. Um, So I find, yeah, binge has some really interesting stuff. And the other thing that binge has is things like Escape to the Country Mm. and those really cool real estate things that I like to watch because I'm an old lady. And I didn't (laughs) realize that you could actually watch Mm. live TV. Yeah. So I discovered that I had um, a few extra days off when we came back from the Gold Coast. I was just chilling out with the animals and I was just like, oh, might flick on a bit of TV. What shall I watch? So I watched Donna Hayes Christmas. So I was all up on how to cook a turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Could could be a tragedy. We're not sure. Um, And then I was just sort of flicking through. I'm like, oh, you can watch like live TV. I watched, I think it was like the Food Channel and it was um, Jamie Oliver doing his Christmas. I'm like, I think I've watched enough Christmas food I think now. I'm fine, Jamie Oliver. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm doing. But yeah, you but can watch like MTV, History yeah. Channel, um, WWE. Um, so there's lots of different things that you can watch via binge. So um, The other thing that we found on it, which was something that we didn't get a chance to watch ages and ages ago, was Upright with Tim Minchin. Mm. And so it also had Millie... Um, Ooh, what is her surname? We had this conversation the other day, didn't we? Lewis? Oh, really? Um, did. On unscripted Millie and sh- I couldn't tell you what the name Alcock. was. Millie Alcock, thank you. Um, from How to Train Your Dragons. <laughs> I, I, I would like Millie Alcock and He's Millie. The worst. Yeah, I'd like Millie Alcock and Millie Bobby Brown to do a show, a show together. That'd be good. Oh, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> I'm sure that it's probably in the works. Yeah, mm. they're probably working on it right now. 
Um, but that was actually a really good Australian production. I thought that Upright was really good. Um, we were a little bit concerned about how they would approach a second season, mm. but it's actually really good, isn't it, Lou? I think that it it rounds out the story. It does. But it, it doesn't. It's not flogging a dead horse. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you disagree? No, no, I, I think they, there was uh, just higher production values in the, the second season. Mm. Um, but it was... Uh, well, see, the first one was kind of felt a bit more organic, mm-hmm. whereas the second one I felt felt a little bit more forced and they were, like, you know, introducing stuff to have a certain storyline. Uh, but it was still entertaining. It was, you know... But the, the second one, to me, uh, seemed less realistic than the first one, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm. I don't mind a good production that kind of phases out after a second, third season. I think yeah. that you always... You do need to look for you know, quantity over, no, sorry, quality Quality over over quantity. And I've always appreciated that too. As much as sometimes you don't want something to end, there's the value of knowing when something should end. Spot on. Like, Like, this is how I felt so much about Lost. mm. Lost should have been one season. Get in there. Leave it a mystery if you want to leave it a mystery. What on earth are you doing making 20 million seasons of it? Yeah, it's like Prison Break, you know, Mm. Prison Break. You know, and I, I look back now and think, you know, this is, you know, 15 years ago now I really enjoyed that but yeah you know when do you stop there's only so many times you can get put back in a prison escape again so you know one or two seasons great but any more than that it was just yeah I enjoyed like Lost and Prison Break were shows where we started watching them Mm. and then we just lost interest yeah and didn't, didn't continue on. And to a, a varying degree, maybe a slightly lesser degree, Heroes was another one that fell into that where it started so strong yeah. and then it kind of just went off and started doing this random random stuff. It was like they were filling in time or something. It was just... Yeah, like it, Supernatural too. Yeah. I wonder though now with the... Um, so I think what happened with these is that people were just so invested in them that they would keep watching so they'd keep making mm. and pumping them out. Do you think though now with the amount of content, do you think series are going to get shorter and shorter? Oh, yeah. Because people are just going to turn off and, and look for something new once it gets to that boring point. I think, I think that's going to happen. People are just going to... Vote with their feet. I think that TV series are just going to get shorter and mm. be less and less. I don't think you would create something on streaming that would last for 15 years, like, you know, Supernatural, for example. Or, yeah. Um, I just don't think that that would ever happen. But well, I don't know. I think most of the streaming services, you kind of like cap out at three seasons mm. of stuff. But then you look at other stuff like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, They're up to season 14 or something. Mm. No, that I can't though remember. can go forever. I don't mind. Um, <laughs> no, I love so random. That. Sorry, so stupid. And like, I think I've said it before. Like, I really enjoy watching it from the beginning again because you get to realize how much they just broke crit- cricket. Mm. Like, just how they they kind of just like slowly corrupt him, and then he just becomes this this person that's just like completely unrecognizable from where he started i have to I love admit, it i so i i have a bit of a history with this show is that i started watching it didn't really like it but then i started watching it again got to the end and had to re-watch it again from the beginning mm-hmm. and it's amazing to go back to that first episode mm. how per, like politically incorrect it is like it some of the stuff that is said on that show at the beginning is 
horrendous. But I love how they try and make Dee a redeeming character for the first few episodes. And then they just go, oh, F it. She's not. She's just as bad as But at that time that they they drop the sweet Dee thing. Yeah, the sweet Dee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she just becomes as bad as those guys. But yeah, watching Cricket go from this priest to just... Just this dear sweet boy who had this unfortunate crush on D. And just doesn't even, they don't even care. Awful. They just corrupt Um, him and just drag him down. And then like you said, like you don't really realize it until you watch it again, I think, because you're just like going, oh, how did he start off so nice? I know. So unrecognizable. I hope I get to, I hope there's a few more seasons of of Always Sunny. And there's always that talk. Well, I don't know if it's just a rumor about Ryan Reynolds coming on as Mac's boyfriend. Mm. I heard that that could, well, that would be fun. Yeah. I think, but um, yeah, it's such a. It's such I can't. It's it's kind of weird though when you watch the the, the show because uh, every character hasn't really had that much character development mm. except for Mac, where he has like you know gone through the the whole religious period and now realizing that he was gay and so mm. and coming out and you know, dealing with that. So I think his is the one character that has actually had some development. Yeah, is, well, that's true. Um, it's just so bizarre that show. I just can't even understand that it's still going. But I also get why it's still yeah, going. yeah, yeah. It's and one of those things. That I think because it's just so different as yes. well. So you can kind of get that it's kind of formulaic, mm. but it's not formulaic at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I like so much about it, and it's so easy to put on when you've seen it a hundred times to rewatch mm. it again mm. and just mm. have, and you can still have fun with it. And um. Oh my god! There's an episode I'm thinking of right now, but I can't even say it on air because it's so bad that I just don't even think I could. Say, but it just makes me laugh every time. I have to tell you guys off air. Isn't that bad? I can't even say it on ten. I know City. that's that's you know it's bad when yeah. But they've screened it on streaming. I know. I'm that's surprised okay. that we they. Don't I honestly blush. am so surprised that that show is allowed to stream with some of the things that are said in that show. True. Some of the things that are done, you're just like, oh my gosh, what on earth are they doing? I think though, I think that there was some censorship in there because I'm, I'm I'm sure the dictal didn't originally have uh, like you know pixelation over it. I th- oh, really? Yeah, I think that they might have there might have been some some uh, censorship of it, but okay. uh, yeah, it's a it's a very interesting show. But it's interesting when you see Rob McElhenney in. Uh, in uh, it's always sunny, but then you see him in Mythic Quest, mm. and just how different the characters are. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, I think, yeah, and then seeing him in real life as well. Yeah, well, well, not in real well, life, but, but in Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah. Mm. Um, have you watched that? I started. Well, I have seen the first episode. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah, there's something really endearing about their intentions. Are obviously very good in that. Obviously, they're doing it for an investment, mm-hmm. but they want to see this this thing succeed was that a weird chirp chirp yeah remember we used to have that every now and again and we never worked out what it was mm. you don't suppose you left the back fridge open do you no is it your robot vacuum saying i don't know i'm just gonna go for a quick walk but you guys something. talk <laughs> talk about welcome to Wrexham. <laughs> Well, I've only seen the first episode, but I do get where Kat's coming mm. from. There's some very they you you can tell they genuinely want this thing to succeed. So yeah. you've obviously seen the entire thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's more. There's more to come. So mm. we've seen the first season of it, but yeah, we're just uh, we're looking forward to to more seasons of of Walker Rex because it's just something so just nice about it. Mm. Um, 
the the, the idea because I when I heard that they'd bought a football club, I thought they'd bought like a a very successful football club. Not realizing they'd bought one that's like on the bones of its ass. Um, so it's kind of nice that they did that mm. and uh, you know gave this uh, this football team a chance to have have a new life and uh yeah it's the 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 tv show um it's a lot about the the team but then it's a lot about the supporters of the team as well yeah and it's also a lot about um uh english football as a whole and there's one episode that's about like the hooliganism in football yeah yeah which is insane yeah and that was uh kind of yeah a weird thing to to deal with Mm -hmm. uh like just you know people i don't understand like the idea of people who are just going to an event to have a bit of you know a hardy bargy and have a fight and stuff like that i don't understand people who like to just you know beat people up and uh, have fights and that's their enjoyment i don't get that yeah sport's supposed to be an enjoying thing and a kind of community experience and yeah for a lot of people it's just let's get our Let's be stupid. But yeah. anyway, and I think alcohol has a lot to, to play. I, I don't know whether it always does. I think it's probably got a bit of a factor. But these people are preparing for like the argy-bargy yeah. like, in the weeks leading up to matches. It's, mm. it's oh, just bizarre. <gasps> yeah. I just think it's because it's something that just can't quite fathom. Mm. Because we recognize it as being stupid. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It's like a lot of things in, in life, war mm. and things you kind of go, well, you know, what is the point? But I don't know, there's always going to be some of that. Yep, yep. But um, I, I like the insight into, and I've only seen one episode, but you do get a glimpse of um, the players' lives mm. and, yeah, the supporters and the community as a whole. Yeah, and you get more of that. They really, they delve into it, but they don't just, like, throw you in there. They mm. kind of just, like, you dip your toes in the water so you recognise that it's a club and this is what they're trying to do. And they, re- you really go on a journey. Mm. I, it, there's something quite lovely about it. So yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I do want to keep watching it. I think it's there. It's like continue watching, and I was like, yes, I know, I need to continue. <laughs> watching. Um, sometimes I like to watch things that are just silly. So oh, absolutely. And there's such a huge variety of stuff <laughs> available. Speaking of which, that because uh, Welcome to Rex was on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you watched the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special yet, or the holiday not. special? I have not. No. Oh, Cecilia, no. I know. It's Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Or is it Bichon? Kevin Bichon. Um, No, I do. There's so many things I want to watch and need to watch. My attention span is so bad these days, though, to to actually Mm. sit down and... Yeah, I get it. There's lots to be done. But at the same time, when I really enjoy something, I... I really enjoy something and mm. I'm just looking for something new at the moment and I just haven't found that. I just want something that I can clench my teeth into. But I started going now that we've got, um, is it on Paramount Plus? I think we've got uh, Ray Donovan, yeah. which is something that back in the days where we used to access Hulu, mm. I, I used to watch that. That was my, I usually have a little show on the go that Lewis isn't really interested in that I watch when he's gone to sleep. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Is he asleep yet? Okay, I'm going to watch it. No, it's like, you know, on Saturday night, he goes to bed. If he goes to bed before I do, then then I'll stay up and watch an episode or two of that. Mm -hmm. And I've I've recently just gotten back into that. It's quite good. I like it. Nice. Just interesting watching those things. It's like just something just... Like I wouldn't normally watch. It's kind of like The Sopranos, I guess. It's just a modern version. Did you watch it? Ray Donovan or Sopranos? Both. 
I've never seen either. I actually bought my dad the box set of Sopranos because oh, cool. um, I couldn't. I wasn't sure if it was available on streaming, which I think it is. But you know, mm. I liked. I liked to be out. And this was about a year ago. I gave it to my dad for his birthday, so it was like a physical thing. Oh, so nice I, thing I could go back and watch that. And same as Ray Donovan, I, I, I certainly could. Um, there's always things that I'm adding to my list of, of watches, but. Um, I know there's a new TV show called Tammy and – or is it George and Tammy with um, Michael Shannon and oh. um, Jessica Chastain, which looks really good. Um, let me bring up the details. Sopranos I think, you can watch on binge. Oh, nice. Mm. Um, yeah, George and Tammy. It's an American drama television miniseries, um, mm. which I think is based on a true story. Uh, mm. A look at the romance between famed country musicians George Jones and Tammy Wynette. But I absolutely love Michael Shannon as mm. an actor. Like I just think um, – and same as Jessica Chastain's fa- fantastic as well. So I'm going to give this a go. I'm actually – I think there's only one episode that's been released. Yeah, um, So I'm right. going to give the episode a go and just see if it's something I enjoy uh, watching. I'm all about – Are you familiar with their music? Is that what – No, I just – I seen uh, – I was driving and I saw a big ad for it mm. and I I just saw Michael Shannon, Jessica huh. Chastain, and I've always there's not ever been any work of theirs that I've not enjoyed. So um, I thought I'll give this a go because I think if you've got two actors that you really like and they're attached to a program, I think mm. there's got to be something there for me. But I actually don't know the music at all. I couldn't. I don't even like country music. Um, maybe this will change your change mind. my mind i don't know but um maybe yeah no it looks good and there's only one episode so far so you know if i if i don't ah uh, so if you get on board yeah. now you don't have to do the big binge exactly i think uh, the second one's like been, you're thinking yeah, yeah yeah so one episode so far so i just figure you know give it a go now and um see if i like it so. I like the idea. I think that that's the format that people are going into, aren't they? In yeah. terms of having slightly longer episodes, but shorter seasons mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. Because you can get a lot more storytelling done over 40 minutes than you can, or even 50 minutes than you can if you're just doing sort of like the the shorter kind of 30, 35 minute kind of format that we used to see a lot when there were ads on TV mm. and that kind of thing. So that's probably about as much content as you were getting out of those shows, wasn't it? Wasn't it more like if it was an hour-long show, mm. you get like 42 to 45 minutes of show and mm. the rest was adverts. Mm. Uh, and then similarly, I think a half-hour show was 22 minutes. Yeah. So, but okay. yeah, I think in the... And that's why if you go and have a look at Always Sunny and stuff like that, mm. they were on network TV, so they're usually around that 22-minute mark. And yeah, you always I think that's just as much as you need of those. Oh yeah, I know. You always go, oh, they're so short, but then you realise if you factor in the ad time for when they were, yeah, and that would make it. But um, I can't remember the last time I actually watched anything with ads on it. It's mm. just like SBS. SBS. When we oh, stream that's SBS. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But just so weird when you watch it, like you're watching a show and then there's a break mm. in the show, and you got to watch an ad and then get back to the show. It's just so foreign now. It's so foreign. And just to think that there are some people out there who wouldn't know, like younger people who just would not know the concept of that. Like it just boggles my mind to think that they wouldn't know. Same as like VCRs and things, they just wouldn't know. Um, But, you know, it's it's amazing to have content there all the time. I just, um, yeah, it's it's just, I mean, there's pros and cons to it, I think. (sighs) Yeah. Well, I was on the bus the other day going to the (laughs) city and I was watching wrestling, so. Oh, that's true. But it's just that concept of just like, yeah, there being so much stuff and people mm. giving you so many recommendations 
and also discovering stuff like a lot of comedy specials we've um, mm. enjoyed throwing them on just to have something that's not necessarily because comedy specials are a bit different than going to a comedy show because mm. you're getting the funnies but you've got the narrative yeah. of it as well so it's something that's you know it's going to be funny but it there's it's a bit of a like because you've just got a single person telling you the story there's something a little bit relaxing about a comedy special in my view mm. versus watching a comedy movie for instance mm. like if you were to find one of those short sweet 90 minute perfect time <laughs> <laughs> movies like if you watch a comedy special you know it's going to be about the hour mark so it's not going to be a huge time investment but you also know that you're just listening to one person i think there's something quite nice about that way of being fed content mm. um i quite enjoy that because even the ones like this um i'm trying to think is it seth rogan or someone like that always hosts a comedy special where it's like several comedians doing it and while i still like those ones i prefer the ones that are just the one person telling the one narrative yeah so yeah what was the one that we saw the other day um the harley breen harley breen yeah. So Harley Breen is a comedian that we watched years ago in Melbourne and he did this show that was – it was called Son of a Preacher Man, wasn't it? Mm. And so you rock up and you got the so- um, song playing at the beginning of it, which, you know, it's always a bit of a, a song that's going to sort of bring sort of thoughts of like pop fiction <laughs> and that kind of thing up. And he tells the story while still somehow being really, really funny – about his dad committing suicide. Wow. And it's just like, what just happened? And mm. it was just like, everyone's just sitting there. And then he finishes with the Gummy Bears th- theme song and everyone's singing along to the Gummy Bears theme song. <laughs> oh and it was the weirdest, most wonderful show I think I'd ever seen. Have you? Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. I do this thing where I cut in. No, That's no, you fine. finish your story. No, no, but I was going to say the, the comedy special that we saw that he did most recently was like a post lockdown stuck with the kids kind Mm. of thing that was just a fucking delight to watch (laughs) it was um i can't remember what the special was called i'd have to look it up but it just had so many quirky little stories about family life and but just and country living Mm. and you know being a little like his wife's a bit of a hippie and stuff so talking about that stuff and it was just a delight that's beautiful i I guess this is gonna but bringing it back local Mm. to perth there's this fantastic um show called bareface stories i don't know if you guys have ever gone to this or heard of it got a friend who performs in it it's brilliant it's basically a platform for people to get up on stage and they workshop these stories Mm -hmm. beforehand and they're real life stories events that happen to people but it's not necessarily a comedy show but there are stories that are funny and then more that are heartfelt but you get about six people that go up and there's always a theme to it so Mm -hmm. you know whether it's hashtag um, photos or it Mm -hmm. didn't happen hashtag blessed and um yeah you get to hear some of the most remarkable remarkable stories from people and my friend did it recently she um went up and spoke about her dad had died in a um parachuting accident um Mm. like years and years and years ago Mm. and she told the story of when her brother bought her a ticket to go a skydiving accident sorry um and then she told the story about going skydiving and it's just this remarkable kind of platform but i i do feel like they should get onto this whole 
filming it and putting mm. it up for and i think they potentially record it because the audio is sometimes played on radio but okay. i do think they should get into filming this and showing this and i think they could do something remarkable with it there's some it's a bit like a ted talk but a personal experience mm. share but i think you but guys most would ted talks are are a personal experience exactly. aren't they so i yeah. think that's probably part of the appeal of yeah. of that format yeah. um yeah we've got like we, we we know people what does things how how long are the like the when the people do their story mm. in bareface stories how long is it i think they generally have it eight minute eight minutes slot. Long. so they usually do what they'll do is they'll do three stories and yeah. then they'll have a break and then they'll do another mm. three and there's always a theme so like this year there's a music like obviously christmas time it's a musical theme so they do a christmas musical one mm. but yeah i just i've been to two now and they're just um and the hosts are always great but yeah it's just amazing to hear some of to hear people's stories and to think oh my god that's amazing mm. um i always think that yeah, and it would be great to go up there and share a story, I think, as well. It's a, it's a really great platform for people and it, you don't have to be funny necessarily mm. because some of the comedy is, lies in the actual story yeah. itself, but they get the opportunity to workshop mm. beforehand. So, yeah, and definitely. So, and when people are telling the story, are they reading the story out? Or no, they... it's it's all memorised right. and, um, yeah, some of it ad-libbed. I think you can – I think people have obviously gone over the stories mm. over and over, but that's a local thing and I think that, um, yeah, more people should get on board Mm. there's some good local performance that you can Mm. get out and see because there's um obviously around the corner from there is the place where you can go and watch the comedy on the is it the first wednesday of the month or is it the second wednesday of the month this is the bit that i always fuck up (laughs) a wednesday of the yeah Yeah. there's a wednesday of a month and you can go to the shoe yes in northbridge and you can watch the show from the laugh resort Mm. Oh, Which cool. I think Rove might be doing a Christmas show or might have done a Christmas show depending on when I put this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think so. Uh, yeah, it's always good to go and see some live comedy. And mm. Of course, we've got, um, if you are a Perth person, we've got Fringe World uh, coming up in January as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's always going to be good. Uh, this year, because you know, the world has opened up a bit, um, we've got a lot more interstate and uh, overseas performers coming in once again. So... Uh, very much looking forward to a bit, bit of Fringe World coming mm. soon. Yeah, that's – I mean, the, the, the year's just gone so quickly, so it kind of spins me out that we're back to thinking of Fringe World again. It's just – I know. I remember being from, Done that lap year. around the sun. Mm. Yeah. I think it's strange because I ordered a car last year uh, in <laughs> December. <laughs> And I was expecting that by now I would have that car. <laughs> and now it's looking like it's going to be at least another six months away. So uh, We've got to work out what we're going to do there. Yeah. Like, I guess we're lucky because your parents don't need their second car at the moment or probably will never need their second yeah. car. So mm. hopefully we can keep limping forward with that. Mm. It's so, full on. <laughs> hopefully really it's on. one of those scenarios where they kind of uh, – what's the saying? Over – wait – over promise, under de- no under, de- under over under promise, promise over deliver. Yeah, so yeah. they've given you this time frame, but hopefully it's far less because they're just trying to cover themselves. I don't know. I, but that would be lovely if that was the case. Yeah. But the original time frame that we were given is that Lewis would be in his car June, July. Yep. Um, of this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then. then we made inquiries, and they said, "Look, we don't know what the story is going to be," and so we made some more inquiries, and they're like. 
Look, you're looking like an October, maybe a November build. So with when it'll get onto the boat, um, you can probably bank on it being December, maybe January. And one of my colleagues used to work in the car business. (laughs) Business. (laughs) And and so she was just like, oh, so what you want to do is make sure that the compliance isn't done, get them to hold it over and do the compliance in January because that way it'll be a 2023 car and it's better for resale. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for the tip. Well, we didn't have to well worried about that because <laughs> it is going to be anyway. Yeah. It's, oh. it's going to be hopefully a 2023 car. Oh, well, it's yeah. If, if not 2024, but see the thing is, <laughs> the, 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 Lewis is so chill about yeah. it. He's like, I've just accepted this now, it's, <laughs> but I, yeah. I just hope it is one of those situations where you get a call from this number and you yeah. go, Oh, who's that? And they're like, your car's ready. And you're like, ching. I don't know. Well, it's not so much ching as like, like bring, bring, we, we have to make money it rain. From your account. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to make it rain for the dealership. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, yeah. It, it's good. It'd thing, be funny if you had to borrow. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is, like the the car, the 2023 is the same as a 2022 mm. as far as shape of the car goes. There's some tech upgrades which are good, but if the 2024 is completely different, like look to the uh, car. That's the thing. Like that's the risk that yeah. you have. Yeah pretty full on at that point he's going well i don't want that i want the pointy car <laughs> <laughs> i don't want this one i want that one <laughs> pointy uh, yeah I, I think the um uh, the current rav4 is very angular it's got oh, lots of angles to okay, it okay that's what you're okay i was yeah. like going pointy i don't remember any pointy bit yeah. <laughs> maybe we're looking at different cars uh-huh. i agree to something that's like <laughs> not <laughs> not what i thought it was pointy yeah. But yeah, so no, I'm not looking forward to <laughs> What are you looking forward to in 2023? Hopefully getting a car. Hopefully <laughs> getting my car that I've been waiting for. So yeah, oh, having to drive you. your mum's car around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. That's right. 46 years old and driving my mum's car. It's nice. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I thought you were saying the car was 46 years old. No. Oh, oh, my goodness. No. Like, that's, 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 like, that no. would be an achievement. That would be. No. No, cars are only like 10 years yeah. old. So, yeah. yeah. When you were born, didn't your parents have something like a reliable robin or something like that wasn't it a, like it was or a mini a three, it a mi- mini clubman they had a mini at one point they had a, they did have a reliant robin at one point which is a you know, three wheel cars yeah yeah it's got is it two two wheels it was like a mr bean car yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well it's a it's the car he he had a mini and then he had the uh the battle with the person in the the three-wheel oh. car. Yeah. Oh, I that's right, because he pushes car. it out the way, doesn't he? Yeah. He drives in and, like, pushes it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like his, an he drives it in and he's mini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got Mr. Bean car. You've got a Mr. Bean car. <laughs> yeah, I do. I wish I had a Mr. Bean car. Oh, well, one know, day. One day. Yeah, but you'd have to get your manual license if you were to buy one off me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I do need to get Damn it. manual. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Why get a manual license? So it's, like, so, so unnecessary. It's... it's so nice driving a manual. I can't even begin to explain the experience. I know. I feel like I did want to learn in a manual. I just, my parents didn't have a manual for me to mm. learn in. So it's always been on my bucket list to do. Um, so it's yeah. time. time. Time and money. Yeah, time, money and someone to teach me. And yeah, mm. true that. Sorry. Yeah, because I'm hopeless at teaching. <laughs> Get Lily to do it. I'm the She's most uncoordinated person, though. I can't imagine trying to do multiple things at once. And I feel like driving a manual is, that is all that is, is trying to figure out what to do at, like, 
push this in, pull that at the same time, right? I'm yeah. Like, yeah. You'll be fine. I've just, just, it becomes um, second nature. I just realized, I think we're quite far into this episode so far. Uh-huh. And I don't think we've actually introduced ourselves yet. Oh, yeah. This could be the record. Um, what, what, how 34. Far? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, hi. Uh, welcome to Tangent City. <laughs> Oopsie. I hope you, I hope you, um, do you, every time we do this, I'm like, Rachel, this is your fault, mate, because she was the one who was just like, oh, I think like rather than introducing the show and doing it that way, we should just start talking and just see where it goes. goes. Well, this is where it's gone, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't even here. So. Uh, yeah, so you are listening to, you have been listening to uh, to Tangent City. Uh, my name's Lewis, sitting across from me is uh, my wife, Catherine, and sitting next to me is my, my co-host, Cecilia, Hello. sitting diagonally opposite me is an empty chair because Rachel's not there because she's sick uh, but she will hopefully be back in the chair very very shortly um, and on the show today we're talking about uh, RAV4s and uh, <laughs> streaming <laughs> and um, uh, what else have we spoke, spoken about we've spoken about lots of things it's been all over the place um, but yeah it's it's good it's good uh, th- there's a lot of stuff on streaming to like if you haven't been watching streaming at all this year like you can the the stuff you can get stuck into is just amazing. Like you know, think about it. you got uh, uh, you know Wednesday the new Adams Family show. Mm. You got the Sandman, mm-hmm. uh, and this is that's just Netflix. <laughs> so you got House of Dragons uh, on on binge, um, and then just recently there's been some Christmassy stuff with the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on uh, Disney Plus, uh, which is awesome. And then you got Spirited with uh, Will Farrell and uh, Ryan Reynolds on Apple TV, mm-hmm. um, which is good because if you hate Scrooge, it's a more upbeat version of Scrooge. <laughs> Scrooged, Scrooge, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Scrooged, Scrooged. Yeah, it's it's like it's, it's got, not. It's it's a much more appropriate version of Scrooge. Well, Scrooge is a, is a, a it's thing. problematic. <laughs> at but, best. but the thing is, it had to be. Uh, he had to be like really, really horrible to to become good and become a nice person. Yeah, so that's why I don't. Was, that's why he was stapling antlers to to mice, and that's why he wanted to see their nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I totally don't recall that. I think I blocked a lot of that movie out. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. remember a lot of that movie either. <laughs> Spirited was good. It was um, definitely one that I want to watch again, but I don't think it was as good as the night before. Mm-hmm. I think that that's probably at the top of my list at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, lots of streaming stuff. Have you? You haven't gotten into any TV shows, have you? Recently. Not recently. I'm trying to recall. I've just been re-watching things that I've seen before that are easy watches, things like South Park and oh, yeah. whatnot. Um, I do like my kind of adult cartoon things. I did try and watch Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I will go back and, and give it another crack. I'm, I got through 40 minutes of the first episode. I think I've got 10 minutes left. So I, I think I would like to continue watching that and see where that takes me mm. for sure. Sorry. Uh, Ghosts, I can highly recommend uh, Ghosts, which you can watch. I think both um, the uh, English version and the American version on Paramount+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure, but that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll look this up for you. But um, do you know what I found that was really pleasantly pleasant? Um, was that I thought, generally speaking, when you have a British show – and they remake it in America. Mm-hmm. I think Shameless is the only show where I've enjoyed the American one more. Mm-hmm. 
until now because ghosts i think that i prefer the american one more i think that the stories are more fun Mm. um and i guess it is it a has it been a longer series um I, I think there might be more episodes because mm. Americans tend to do that. English mm. TV shows seem to be much, much shorter seasons. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but it's, there is going to be more English one coming. So there's actually, you've got the two shows running concurrently. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, they're both on Paramount. Yeah. Oh, and the three seasons of the British Ghosts is on Stan. Oh, and Britbox. Oh. Oh. A lot of places, but it is great, a great show to watch. It's just good fun and like because it's kind of uh, like putting different historical characters in uh, the modern era mm. and then like seeing how they interact. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of fun. Like seeing like you know you never really see a Viking and an officer from the civil uh, from the um, not the Civil War. Uh, is it Civil War, War of Independence. War of Independence. Yeah. The War of Independence and a uh, Indian uh, or Native American, uh, you know, just just having these different kind of characters like living in a house together and interacting. Mm. Um, it's just yeah, it's it's it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's just the and the concept because you know you got that whole thing of someone that's talking to ghosts. Yeah, but obviously she's the only one that can see them, so that's like you know, there's that aspect because mm. she doesn't want to come across as being mad and. I don't know. It's good fun. Yeah. But, yeah, it, that's been a pleasant surprise because I wasn't 100% keen on watching it. I know that you'd watched a few episodes mm. and obviously on the plane and so you were keen to get into it. While I was like, going, is it going to be one of those ones where I'm just going to be like, eh. But, no, <laughs> really, really enjoyed it. Mm. So that's been good. I think we we finished it this morning. I'm pretty sure we watched the last yeah, of the current yeah. ones that they've got. But yeah, there's going to be more, which is which is good. I like uh, like knowing that there'll be more of a series I like. Mm. But um, but yeah. there's like so much stuff that's come out this year. I mean, just in the last six months, you think about all the content that's come out TV show wise on Disney Plus. We've like, been smashing through yeah. seasons. Yeah. Like Andor and She-Hulk, mm-hmm. um, uh, Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of, good, lot of good TV that's come out this year, particularly on, on, on uh, Disney+. Plus. Uh, but they put a lot of money into it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They did, uh, to the point that they made a bit of a loss, I understand. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I'm interested to see what... Uh, Was it $1 billion? $1 billion. Oh my just, gosh. Can you imagine? Like, that's a lot of money to just go, oh, yeah, we lost that much money. How? You've got subscribers around the world. Well, that's the thing is they're not in all the markets yet. Oh. So, mm. I mean, you look at... Um, a country like China, mm-hmm. like I don't know if or how or if you would get into the Chinese market, like because mm. they're very, you know, they, they're they're very closed um, for anything mm-hmm. uh, from Western cu- countries. I mean, with the movies, uh, the the movies are only letting a certain amount of Western movies in every year, mm. and if you've got even like you know a little bit of gay content in there, it's like nah, not mm-hmm. gonna let that in. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, um, but uh, hopefully they'll get in there and yeah, start uh, giving the Chinese people some more more Disney. Yeah, they do love it. I mean, we've been to the theme park; they love. Oh, well, I was going to say, I mean, Shanghai has a Disney, yeah. so has a Disneyland. 
So that'll be interesting to see if that happens. I just, yeah, that's just how many different networks are there? Not networks, streaming services. Because I saw one being advertised. It was a show being advertised on the side of a bus and it was another script streaming service. And oh, I was yes, just like, another one. what? It was one that I'd never heard of. Ugh. I'm like, what's this? I think they just pop up here and there and it's like, ugh. Yeah. <sighs> I suppose like some take and some don't. I suppose there's a little bit of that. They need to have a platform where like you pay a certain amount and you can pick so many streaming services, right? But mm. then if you want to jump on and delete one and swap it out for another. Uh, like, so yeah. you have all of them. You pay like 50 bucks a month for five. Right, but then you can pick five. But they bank on people. I know. It's, buying it's a into dream. it and then just either dream. going, oh no, there's a new show I can't cancel or forgetting and exactly. not canceling. And that's exactly right. They do. And that's the money making aspect of it. But um, And I learned the hard way once where I signed up to one and it was like, get your first month free, but then they take it the whole 12 months out after. No. And I forgot to cancel. So then I was like, 80 bucks for a streaming service. I was like, oh, yeah, crap. I forgot about that. So, was it a good one? No. Oh, no. Not really. It was – I won't name it because it's yeah. not fair, but it wasn't – it was literally only one that I jumped on to watch something. Oh. And I was like, oh, it's not even that good. So, well, the thing is, if you do that, just can cancel – Can you say that onto the microphone <laughs> rather than five kilometres away from it? <laughs> if, you, if you do that, if you're only going to be – doing it for one show or mm. whatever, cancel it straight away because yeah. you'll still have, like if you buy... The remainder of that month. Yeah, true. you'll still yeah. get the remainder of that month. I did learn. I cancelled it straight after yeah. and I was like, you've still got 11 months left. And I'm like, yeah, I know, thanks, but I'm cancelling it now so I don't forget. Mm. So anyway. So, so what service is it? No, just uh, leave it, Lou. She doesn't want to say. Oh, you don't want to say? Oh, I mean, I don't care. Yeah. It was um, oh. Shudder. 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 S-H-U-D-D-E-R. It was like horrifying. Oh. basically horror films wow. i thought you'd love to have that uh, yeah but you know me now i'm like yeah. slowly slowly stepping away from mm. horror which is strange but i just find less and less horror content that i like mm. which is weird i just yeah i just i find yeah i'm, I'm just there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't capture my attention anymore mm. it might be an age thing i might be getting might old be. <laughs> old well, and also not having a huge amount of downtime. Mm. Like, you work pretty hard, long hours yeah. and that kind of thing. So you do tend to be a little bit more discerning mm-hmm. probably with um, what you do want to spend your time doing, which yeah. I, I, I understand that. Um, except I've got a massive consumer of content <laughs> that I live with. So we end up streaming quite a bit of stuff. But, yeah, it's just it's interesting that – you do go through stages of just going, oh, we're just watching a lot of stuff for the sake of watching it sometimes. Mm. And there's some shows that we end up watching. And I think House of Dragons was definitely one of them. Like we kind of wanted to know where it was going, but there were a lot of episodes that we were both just going, oh, that really wasn't worth watching. Mm. But you kind of invested in it. Yeah. And it was like, oh, well, we might as well just watch it. And it wasn't – there were some bad episodes and I think it was because they were filmed in a way and then had a filter, like a evening filter applied to them oh. and it made it almost unbearably unwatchable. Wow, mm. that's really bizarre. Yeah, it was, and the content itself of the show at times was a bit average. But it does sort of like – we used to do this thing, especially during lockdown, where we would actually have like a night – 
each week that we would just go right we'll have dinner Mm -hmm. but we wouldn't watch tv or anything while we're eating and then we would um just read or whatever for Mm -hmm. the rest of the evening or play chess Mm. or do something Mm. but just yeah just not just get yourself out of that habit of sitting down turning on the tv yeah so yeah might go back to a little bit of that maybe this year <laughs> it's a hard habit to to break though it's so easy when you come home from work for example and you're like i'm so tired i can't really do on the tv else. just watch mm. tv but yeah it, it's it's just a habit i think that we're all we're all so guilty of it and, yeah you know. i do find that i don't turn on the tv like I'll turn on music. So as you come, when I come home, it's generally oh. like cooked dinner or whatever. Yeah. So I very rarely turn the TV on, but it's almost the first thing that Lewis does when he walks in the door, even if he's walking back back out of the room, <laughs> he'll turn on the TV. It's so weird. It's just like, knit it on. <laughs> Let's get some content into us. I like to do music too. And music and housework is mm-hmm. always fun. Like oh, chuck yeah. the music on, do the housework, something else. Yeah. It's good times. Good times. But yeah, just lots and lots of streaming stuff and lots and lots of channels to receive said streaming stuff through. Ugh. Are we ruining ourselves? Yes. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are, people. Question for you, though. Do you find that you watch less movies in your downtime, like apart from the ones that you go to the cinema for, mm-hmm. than what you would normally now that there's so many TV shows to watch? Yeah. Mm. So I will go and see movies that are playing at the cinema as part of the reviewing that Lewis and I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get screening, like, media invites. I'll go to those. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you the last movie I watched at home. Don't know it. Couldn't mm-hmm. tell you. Um, I don't tend – but I when I worked – and I used to work at a video store because, you know, and people who listen to this show would know this. Um, I would get free movies as part of – my gig there yeah right and i would often every week pick out five like get the two new releases Mm. five um whatever and i would take them home and watch them Mm. and i think that was because often i'd walk around the shop putting things back and going oh that looks interesting yeah so you flip it over yeah yeah Yeah. grabbing these films and they weren't they weren't new films half of them Mm. some of them were um, and I'd go, oh, that looks interesting. I'm going to take that off the shelf and give that a watch. Um, and I would watch them that way, which is so bizarre. But now that I don't have that, I don't really – I find the content on streaming so overwhelming that I'll go through things and just end up going, I don't know what to watch. I'm just going to watch something, re-watch something like a TV show. Yeah. So I couldn't tell you the last time. I don't even know the last thing I watched on – So you kind of need that tactile experience, like going to a bookshop as opposed to – looking for a book on Amazon Amazon or something. Yeah, I totally do. And even with the media screenings, a lot of them, um, particularly the Saturday morning films that we get invited to, I won't read too much into what it's about. I'll Mm. just go and enjoy the experience. And a lot of the time there are some real gems there. A lot of the time there's some not so good films, Mm. but I experience, sometimes I almost need someone to push me. Like I need, I need the decision taken away from me. little bit and I think that you guys are really lucky in that you get to see so many movies knowing very little about them Mm. like we Mm. hadn't seen the trailer for Puts in Boots and I don't know whether you guys spoke about this on Unscripted or not but when we came back from Puss in Boots I think later on that day we were catching up with our friend Eugene and um Lewis put the trailer on for him he said oh this is a really good movie Mm. you should catch it when it comes out after Boxing Day or on Boxing Day pardon me 
and we watched it and we're like that's like half the movie that we just saw and it was all the really good bits so kind of glad that we hadn't seen it before Mm. the movie because i find it a lot more enjoyable Mm. not knowing yeah yeah and it's so bizarre i think like i look at the last decade and and the films that stand out to me that i've seen i don't think i would have seen any of them otherwise Mm. like some of the best films i've seen i don't think i would have picked out myself i think yeah. i've just gone to see them as part, like because mm. we've reviewed them which i think is just so fascinating and amazing and i've seen some incredible films over the last decade um but yeah and i just feel like yeah that kind of gets taken away from you a little bit with streaming mm. i mean you get your recommendations but i don't know do you really have you ever clicked on a recommendation before never exactly never. i don't need some computer telling me what to watch really? yeah <laughs> so i just i enjoy the experience of going to see them at the cinema too yeah that's that's such a beautiful mm. experience we do make a concerted effort to go to the cinema just because we want that facility there mm-hmm. Like, we don't want to lose cinemas, mm. so we do make a bit of an effort to go and um, partake in some cinematic viewing. Yeah, I think it's good, too, mm. to do that. Um, and I do, too. Like, films that I don't get invited to, I'll still go and see at the cinemas mm. and pay to see them. And, yeah, I, I would hate to lose that facility. We've already lost, you know, the rental video stores. Mm. Let's not lose the well, cinemas Well, and we're, as well. we're losing, is it not Reading, um... Uh, grand cinemas yeah. are shutting down. They've shut down two of their locations, and I think that the other ones are soon to follow. So mm. people have said, "Look, if you've got vouchers or anything like that that you need to use, now's the time to do it because yeah. um, it's likely that they're going to be closing their doors completely soon, which is really sad for Perth." Yeah, yeah. that's it. I mean, I, I hate to live in a world where the only way of seeing movies is on streaming. I, I just yeah. like. To be able to go there and sit in an audience and hmm. you know enjoy the, the same thing at the same time it's a it's a very important thing so and yeah. to make a bit of an experience out of it like go out for dinner before mm. or afterwards and you know talk about the movie as you're leaving it's just yeah it's a different kind of experience than watching it at home mm. yeah and i think that luna cinemas did this so well as they reinvented the wheel a little bit in that Times are tough for cinemas, but they still do like their, they have their trash classics. Mm. They have their um, Monday doubles. Monday doubles. Uh-huh. They have their immersive, you know, screening. Mm. How fun was the screening that we went to of Cats, you know? Oh, my goodness. Terrible film. But great but fun. Great fun. Yeah. You know, dress up, people dancing, people singing. Um, you know, you've got the immersive room the room experience that they continue mm-hmm. so i think that it is about kind of reinventing that a little bit and that's how you stay kind of viable in, in mm. the, this type of economy what movie are luna doing uh over new year so on new year's eve they're screening a movie that's going into new year's day isn't it oh that's cool yeah. they're doing a screener that tony was talking to you about and you can't remember what it is <laughs> Oops, it does. But I appreciate that they're, they're still able to do those things and provide a different... They do keep experience. it fresh. Yeah, keep it fresh and, and, and fun. But they also keep people in contact with those beloved kind of like pop culture kind of yes. movies that people really enjoy. But being able to see it in the cinema, cinema. format yeah. rather than having to you know watch it through streaming or trying to work out what streaming service it's on or trying to rent it from somewhere because dogma is one of those movies at the moment that it's not available anywhere no 
unless you own a copy of it. Yeah, like, which we which, do. So thank goodness. Yeah, I own a copy too, which is great. But yeah, imagine trying to see that film otherwise. Yeah, so um, it's quite interesting that there streaming's not something that you should necessarily rely on. No. If you've got a favorite, you're you're still very much better yeah. off trying to grab it, um, grab a hard copy of it. Lewis is madly trying to look up what's happening at Lunar on Year. But it's so hard to even find a um, DVD player these days. Like you really? can walk into Kmart or Target or another generic store or such mm. and, and find it in the electronics. You can't find them anymore. I mean, you probably can at more... Like JB, yeah, like yeah. more established technology. But generally speaking, stores. you're buying a 4K player now. Yeah, that well, that's has true. the ability to play DVDs. True. Yeah, um, I true. must have a look because we've got a 4K player, and I'm not mm. sure whether it's got the capacity to play um, a non-Australian zoned discs. Yeah. Because that we thought was going to be a problem, but I worked out how to multi-region our um, Blu-ray player upstairs. Thank goodness, because We've got a few mm, and mm. because, and it's not because like it was, that's the only way we could buy them. We could have brought them locally, mm-hmm. but the content was, um, there was a lot more content on the versions mm. that we brought that were international ones, yeah. like particularly Dogma and, oh, what was the other one? Um, uh, Empire Records, I think was the other one that had a lot more content on it. If you brought the yeah, American yeah. version versus the bare bones Australian one, which was lame. Lame. Uh, Sorry, it's yep. Empire of Light, but it's only it says on Saturday the thirty first, but from seven pm. So I don't know if it actually is like a. a oh, it's yeah. not a, okay. It's just they're doing it on New Year's Eve. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, good stuff though. Uh, uh, they are doing. Lots and lots of little bits and pieces. And that I like that they do their art shows and stuff like yes. that as well. So you can go see an art show well, on like screen. Well, like a stage play, yeah. which is awesome. Because that's how we saw the Queen. Yeah. And that was just wonderful being able to go and do that. Speaking of which, Lewis is indicating that it's time to go. Apparently, <laughs> he's like tapping at his watch. No, no, I was just trying to see what the time was. I thought, oh. I, I thought my iPad said it was four ten, and my watch said it was three ten. I was just like checking the time. So yeah, what yeah. is right? <laughs> it's definitely three ten. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, okay. sort of, um, but yeah, actually, speaking of the the, the, the crown though, it's uh, the, the new season of the crown's also on mm. Netflix as well, um, which is it's just. It's good. It, it's good drama. Let's face it. Yeah, it's kind of weird watching it because, like, the I don't understand why there is still a royal family. <laughs> it just seems pretty redundant at this point. Yeah. And you just like you just see how much like wealth that they've accumulated, as well as the wealth that they're given, because they're they're still given money by mm. by the state, as it were, and just like this. Just the constant dramas with, you know, the kids that have moved over to the US and so you sort of think, oh, it'd be interesting to see what happens when they get to those days. But I always feel a bit icky watching things about Princess Diana because you know how she met her demise and and it just seemed like it was something that if people weren't sticky-beaking like they are in this show – that it might not have gone down like that. Yeah. You know, she could have died a natural death of bulimic-related Yeah, it's kind of issues. Yeah, ironic in a, in a sense when you watch it and you go, oh, okay. Yeah, mm. it's, it's sad. I think the fame and fortune side mm. of things can be really hard. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's just it's, – it feels a bit ick watching it sometimes. Yeah. 
But other times you're just like, oh, that's kind of sweet. And you kind of see, like when we watched the, what was it called? What was the one that was, it was based around the time where Diana dies and the boys are up in Scotland with the Queen. And so they have, and I can't remember, and she's up in Balmoral mm. and she's just kind of like hanging out at the farm <laughs> doing her thing. But that it was around that time. And I don't think it was called the Queen. I don't know what I it was called. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, okay. That's lovely. <laughs> Um, but I thought that, like, that was quite endearing because mm. it just showed her just being a grandma. Yeah. And I thought that that was quite nice. Mm. But, yeah, it just feels, I don't know, something a bit ick and a bit sort of like, you know, I think think because of the tabloids and stuff yeah. like that. It's just like, nah, nah, don't know how I feel about that. Is what it is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Still a very entertaining show. So it's like, yeah. I know, there's a couple of episodes of that that I was just like going, oh, <laughs> bit of filler. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you can't you can't understand a bit more, like particularly like you've heard of uh, Dodi Al Fayed, mm-hmm. but like really besides knowing that you know his dad owned Harrods for a bit, and I think he owned a football team or something like that. Yeah, probably. Um, you don't really know a lot about him, so mm-hmm. they did a whole episode on like this is where his dad comes from. This is how he met Diana, mm-hmm. you know, and then you got an understanding of like you know because I never actually understood well how did this guy you know end up in a relationship with Princess Diana. So we still don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just like you, you, you kind of like the dots are getting joined together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's. Uh, I mean, there, there are some good points on, but I do think they should have a thing at the front saying this is a dramatization based on actual events and not, you know, just to make sure that people, not just now, but ten years from now, twenty years from now, thirty years from now, realize that you this know, is not a this is not a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. We we didn't have. Like cameras in there recording mm. Charles and I and a meeting after their divorce, which probably never happened. So you know, the, the people got to understand the, these things are there for for entertainment and yeah. are just based on around the actual events that happened mm. and hearsay. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know, I mean, maybe there is some truth to bits and bobs, yeah. but. Yeah, but it's like some of the historical things. I think we were talking about this last weekend, weren't we, Cecilia? That a lot of historical things, you kind of get lost in watching it and don't really think until much afterwards about how how would they even know that had happened. Yeah, yeah. Because it was probably like someone's diary note gossiping about something or something like that. Yeah. That you end up with um, like The Favourite, for instance, like, you, it feels so engrossing and, you know, it's in the historical, um, like, costumes and, and sets and everything like that. And then you have to kind of remind yourself that, well, you know that this person existed, but beyond did that, that like, you know, mm. did any of this happen? I know. And I, it kind of stemmed from I went to see Emily, which is mm, um, a new right. film about Emily Bronte, which is out in January. And... The most kind of endearing part of the story was this romance that she has, which I don't even think existed. I think like that, (laughs) like I don't even think that existed. So I'm like, okay, so without that, then uh, yeah, I just thought it's such an interesting thing that they play on, yeah, with with history like that. And you go, well, what's real and what isn't? Mm. Well, because like Hamilton the musical Mm. and like he never had a fling with his sister. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, sister-in-law, pardon me. Um, But, you know, like that stuff, there's there's stuff that is just, that is not factual at all. And they had a brother and they, I'm pretty sure they had a brother. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure they sing about only having 
and there was no sisters or something. Yeah, like that. but I'm pretty sure there was a brother. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think there. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that one of the sisters didn't exist at yeah, all, or something yeah, yeah. like that. It yeah, was something. it was just like a completely fictionalized character, yeah. just for interest's sake, which is like it's fine, yeah. but just as long as people realize yeah. that. And that, you know, Hamilton wasn't a person of colour. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, you do realise what they're doing here, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. So, um, just when you kind of really think about these things that you have to sort of be a little bit, sort of like, remind yourself Yeah, a bit. you can't be too kind of naive and mm. too gullible, I suppose. Oh, there's plenty of people out there that probably are. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Well, in this TV show, this happens, so it must be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, kids, like, writing their yeah, yeah. essays, yeah. like, based on The oh Crown? Oh, my God. Or... So, based on the 2022 <laughs> series of The Crown. Um, yeah, that's in their references. Footnotes have never looked so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool. I like that. Dear. Um, Any other notable watches that we've made in the last, I don't know, what's it been, about six months mm. since we've caught up and done a well, streaming app? I, I, I think you should definitely watch, uh, if you haven't watched already, watch She-Hulk because uh, that's a really good just comedy, drama, uh, comedy uh, courtroom comedy kind of a, a show, uh, but with a Hulk in it. So that's pretty <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, I know. So it's... It's it's not really a stock standard show. No, full stop. Uh, Andor is really good because it's a Star Wars show, but it's not your traditional Star Wars show. So there's no, you know, lightsabers and uh, Jedi's. It's like people building the 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 resistance or the rebellion. Mm. Do you think it's the kind of show that you could watch regardless of whether you've ever seen any Star Wars content? Yeah, because I mean, it's, it's like the stuff. Like it's that, very standalone, yeah, in my view. There's stuff in there for Star Wars fans, but yeah, you could certainly you know, watch as a, a mm. jumping on point. Mm. Interesting. But yeah, some good good storytelling in there. Alexander Skarsgård is the best. <laughs> Alexander? Uh, it was Peter. Peter. Peter Skarsgård, sorry. <laughs> Peter Bill Alexander. Yeah. Which one? Peter Bill Alexander? Is there another one? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure there's just Peter the three Bill. of them. There's probably more in their family. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, They're like Hemsworth. Yeah. There's, there's always another one in the cupboard there's under the stairs. There's always another. <laughs> um, that's funny. I'll tell you what I did start watching. I've only watched one episode of it so far. Is There's a TV show that Chris Hemsworth did, and it was um, on the National Geographic channel. And it was like about kind of like pushing your limits. Ooh. And like physically – um, and it's it's a really interesting kind of concept because he was like trying to get over a fear of heights, for instance. Oh. And so they're doing like they're building him up to sort of uh, what do you call it? Um, kind of uh, like to work through his fears and like so the, the Stel- mental blocks. Stel- Stel- Stellan. Yeah, sorry, it's a dad. Um, yeah, I was like going, who's Peter? But I was just like, oh, you know uh, stuff. So we'll just go with that. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so it was just, it was. it's an interesting kind of concept in that it goes through different, different techniques for getting through things that you might be having issues with. Mm. And I think the Heights one was a really good starting point and i just i honestly can't think what the (laughs) name of the show is which is terrible because it was only a couple of weeks ago that i watched the first episode reaching new heights no just kidding no it probably is something (laughs) Something like like that that. um 
I think, yeah. It, oh, limitless. Because I was thinking it was limitless. I'm like going, no, 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 because that's, cause a that's movie. a movie. <laughs> and a TV show, isn't it? As I well? think it is I a TV so, yeah. show. Yeah. And a book. Yeah. Um, so six episodes of it. So it's on, um, I think it was done for National Geographic, but obviously it's streaming on um, Disney Plus. Oh. So kind, kind of interesting mm. concept. Mm. Very cool. Well, that's some dead air for you. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, the conversation killer. I think that's a... It's a sign. Yeah, we've kind of got to the end of the show. It's time to time to go. All right. The Christmas fairy is telling us that we need to wrap up. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we'll catch you guys next time. Did you want to let us know where we can find things? Anyone? Someone? Uh, you can do it. You can go to the uh, the general pop culture um dot com and check out the other shows which are uh, unscripted the film show and uh, Diz Down Under um, and yeah you can catch us on you know Facebook as well we've got all the all those uh, Facebook things um, don't know if we've got Twitter <laughs> pretty sure we don't uh, probably got it somewhere but we should really cancel it because like you know that's what that's what needs to happen with Twitter um, <laughs> but anyway uh, yeah we'll be back again uh, next time bye, bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.